Hey, this is Deconvergent Therapy, and you are so in for a treat because today we're going to talk about a family who hasn't bought tampons in decades. Um, Your own family? It's me. (laughs) Um, That's Bonnie, and we have with us Mo. So, hey, Mo. Hey, guys. How are we doing tonight? We're peachy. Rockin'. So glad you're here. And, you know, we don't do many interviews. It's mostly just Bonnie and I putting out really top quality content. Um, So we're glad to have someone else here. Anyway, you guys can find us on all the social things. You can do all that. Please rate and review. That really helps. And let's just get into it because I want to know all the dirt. That you know, like, I mean, you know, like crazy. Well, I've been following the family for no pun whatsoever, 19 years and counting. Um, <laughs> I started, they had their first Discovery Health special when I was in the fourth grade. And my mom watched a lot of TLC shows. Uh, she was a stay at home mom in the Midwest. She babysat my cousins to bring in money. Um, and so there's a lot of watching Little People, Big World, John and Kate Plus Eight. I vividly remember her watching like a baby story every morning when she was making us breakfast. Yep. And that's when uh, Discovery Health picked up uh, the Duggars with their 14 Kids and Pregnant Again series. And she would watch that. This was before they were even on TLC, same network, but different channel. So she watched a lot of that. And, you know, when you're around what your mom is into and what she watches, you kind of pick up on that stuff, too. Uh, I think we all probably have some things that they have in common with their parents, like a favorite book or a movie or something. And she watched a lot of the Duggars. And there was a point where she stopped watching them and I continued. So, (laughs) okay, I have to play the dumb one because I don't even remember what we talked about in our podcast about them before. So. So it started with 14? Yes. And so, pregnant again? It correct. started with zero, Bonnie. But no, then no, they, on TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it started yeah. with zero, and we <laughs> caught them in the bedroom. <laughs> so the TV show started with 14? Yes, it was just an hour-long TV special, and they had 14 children, and Michelle was pregnant with number 15. That's so many years. Mm-hmm. That's so many years of with child. Oh, Yeah. That's what I'm saying. There oh my God. Is n- there are no tampons in that whole house. <laughs> so has Michelle's hair, the mother, stayed the same? Thankfully, no. Um, okay. All right. Started- what did it start out like? <laughs> like our have- hair in the 80s? <laughs> it, it, she had very typical 80s hair. The thing about her is she did not start off Christian fundamentalist. She grew up in a what she considers actually a very normal home. She talks all the time how she used to like mow her lawn while wearing a bikini and she was a cheerleader and she had little boyfriends. And then she met Jim Bob and there was a whole everything <laughs> that went down. Um, Jim she Bob, had, I'm sorry. I forgot about that. Yeah, it was Jim Bob. You just say it without laughing. Jim Bob. <laughs> I think he has a brand of teeth made after him. That's right. <laughs> the Jim Bob teeth. Yeah. So, it gets even better. So they joined the Institute of Basic Life Principles, and the man who ran it at the time, Bill Gothard, mm-hmm. thought that women should have long, big, curly hair. He loved curly hair. And they would do things to please Bill Gothard, and Jim Bob loved curly hair, big curly hair. So the daughters even felt like they wanted to honor their father by wearing their hair the way that he liked it. Um, and over that's why you see there's videos of the daughters giving each other perms in their <laughs> kitchen. 
Oh. Uh, so with the tampon roll. No. no. Okay. It's, wow. So so that pleased him, but it wasn't really from God because it was not natural. They it had was, to perm. Yes, it was to honor their father's wishes. Mm-hmm. Um, they have one daughter who has naturally curly hair, ginger, and so she didn't really have to do anything with it. So mm-hmm. I guess she got out of it. But the, can you imagine that house full of the smell of perm solution on perm day? And there's how many girls <laughs> you got to get that done? <laughs> on perm day. Oh, my God. But they have so many helpers with the rollers and the papers. So many joyful helpers. (laughs) Each one could do one roller. (laughs) Joyful. But, I mean, Michelle's hair has gotten a little more modern over the years. There was one thing with TLC where they thought it was going to be some special extra where they brought her to a salon and they cut her hair up to, like, right past her shoulders. She probably really needed it. It was probably French fried to all hell. Um, yeah. French fried. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Um, so they cut it and then they gave her, I think there was her attempt at side bangs, but they were just really short. They didn't even look like they swooped. It looked like they just kind of cut half a forehead of bangs. And they were, right. the straightening didn't even like go over her forehead. It was just flat down. Um, and she wasn't a fan of it and went back to curly hair very shortly after. But she has yeah. gotten a lot more modern. If you look at her, uh, their Instagram page now, it's a lot looser it's a little more relaxed it's very pretty it's sinful is what it is yeah <laughs> it's a slippery slope you deliciously get, simple you tie in with hollywood bonnie used to be in hollywood and work with a lot of those people in hollywood and I'm sure she saw the duggars okay so can you name the kids i can in birth order so i can do it in birth order um really quick or i can actually do it slowed down in michelle's voice oh my god this is it's a party trick you pick it's winner's dealer's choice i guess hold on i take another sip of water for this one i think the fast one would be fun Josh, Shanna, John, David, Jill, Jessa, Ginger, Joseph, Josiah, Joanna, Jedediah, Jeremiah, Jason, James, Justin, Jackson, Johanna, Jennifer, Jordan, Josie. <laughs> so they like the But no, when I was a senior in high school, I got pneumonia randomly uh, towards the end of May. It was like my last full year, or last like full week of senior year before we were supposed to start like uh. reviewing and cramming for finals. Like, what otherwise healthy 17-year-old gets pneumonia in May? I don't know. But I needed something to do to occupy my time. And this is right when my family first got digital cable. So we could, like, pause and rewind TV. <laughs> and I was so excited because we were the last family to get that. And there happened to be 19 kids and counting. I think I think at that time it was 19. I think, <laughs> 19! So, so Michelle, because once they got their like study TV show that wasn't specials, it was 17 kids and counting, 18 kids and counting, uh. and 19 kids and counting. And it was somewhere right around the time either Michelle just given birth to the youngest or she was just about to. But I remember like pausing the TV and rewinding it because I need something to occupy my mind. I'm not most people who can sit at home mm-hmm. and just like listen to the prices right and watch the prices right and cheaters. I yeah. can't do it. So I thought, oh, I'll learn how to do this. And I learned them slowly in order. Um, And then I can talk fast. So I figured I'm going to do them all real quick. And then I learned later I could mimic Michelle's voice. So it just turned into a whole thing. When you talked about how you talk fast, I'm jealous of you because on TikTok, that's where I first saw you. And you can fit so much in just one minute. Although you do three-minute ones, too. But I'm like, okay, I am going to talk faster. 
like people have said, could you talk any slower? I'm like, well, yes, I can, because <laughs> I had to take pills to talk this fast. But <laughs> I wish I could talk you, slower. No, pills. you're really, I mean, you get so much information. And there's always, I guess having 19 kids, there's always going to be something going on with them. But oh, wait. Speaking of talking fast, have you ever seen the, the um, comedy show Little Britain? Why does that sound familiar? There's a character. There's a character on that that Matt Lucas plays. And it's like Vicky. It's like, oh my god, well, and then he goes on and on, and it's so fast and this Cockney accent, and it's great. So. I've been told by a lot of people that I remind them on the Cosby Show. One of Vanessa's friends talked really fast. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been told I remind people of that. I just talk quick because otherwise I have a stutter. So this is kind of my defense mechanism. It's I get everything out all at once. Or I, yeah. or that happens. So, right, gotcha. Well, okay. Let's go back to these Duggars. Right. Let's go to when the first baby's head crowned with Michelle. <laughs> back to the beginning. So they were by then. They were fundamentalist. They were not at that point. Doodahs. What really? the hell are they? Is this a joke for the show? <laughs> no. Is this a gimmick? So this, okay. <laughs> so. Michelle, actually, at that point, she had been married for a few years when she had first had their oldest son, Josh, the one who was just on trial for things. <laughs> um, she was on birth control for the first of her marriage. They found no issue with it. They, weren't, they were conservative Christians, but they were not fundamentalists by any means. Um, Wait, how many years was she on birth control? She was on birth control for, how many? I think it was like two or three years before she had Josh. And that's when they decided oh, that they were in the right place to have kids which is phenomenal. That is responsible. Right. They are doing the best that they can with what they yeah. have. Um, I'm the first person to give people mm-hmm. credit where it's due, and that is a phenomenal choice for them. Good for them. And then they had Josh, yeah. and they went back on the pill, and everything was fine and great, but Michelle ends up pregnant again because birth control isn't 100% effective. So she ends mm-hmm. up pregnant, and a few weeks after she uh, finds out she's pregnant, she has a miscarriage, unfortunately. And she is distressed. Michelle is heartbroken. You know, was there something wrong that I did? Could I have, you know, saved this baby? Which a lot of women who suffer through miscarriages go through, Mm -hmm. and I can empathize with that. And she went to her family doctor, and he said that because she took birth control, there was a good chance that that could have contributed to her miscarriage. That while it is possible to conceive on birth control, you are so, so much more likely to have a miscarriage if you don't a pregnant on birth control and her and Jim Bob are crying. They're upset. Oh my God, we killed our baby. How could we do this? It's such a horrible thing. Um, and then they do turn to their faith as a lot of people would understandably. And that's when they get the idea that they are going to have as many babies as God wills them to, because babies are a joy and Jesus loves children. And we're going to leave that up to the Lord. And then almost immediately she got pregnant with twins. Okay. My mother always said, you know how many babies God wants you to have? All of them. Like, your body, if it's (laughs) healthy, it's going to keep having them. Um, Wow. So do you feel that they didn't take the pill at the right time and they should have taken it while they were having Josh? (laughs) Wouldn't that have saved a lot? It would have saved court. That would have saved a lot. The lawyer's fees. Attorney fees. Later and all the media craziness, oh. that would have saved a lot of issues. 
Um, but I do really think mm-hmm. that a lot of what he was raised in, obviously not everyone who's raised in Christian fundamentalism and the IBLP, the cult they're a part of, um, they're not going to turn out to be monsters. I'm not going to paint that picture at right. all. But oh, they are because we have a lot of listeners who are that, and they write into us, and not um, everyone. No, we do have a lot of listeners. Child <laughs> abuse material. They're not all going to be doing that. Um, hmm. Wait, did you say yeah. they're yes. in a cult? So a lot of mm-hmm. what? What did? What did you call it? What are the uh, letters? The IBLP. Uh, that is the acronym for the. It's not a religion within itself. It's more of. An expansion mm-hmm. of religion. It's an additional set of rules. Mm-hmm. It stands for the Institute and Basic okay. Life Principles. Um, okay. It was ran by a man named Bill Gothard. He was a real creep. There's a ton of TikToks out about <laughs> all the people who have met him, and they want to be Gothard girls, and how he loves teenage girls, and they flocked him and looked to him for advice, and he got booted out of the IBLP. Right, like I think <sighs> it was like. The day on or right after my 21st birthday, I remember, because there was an independent investigation on him making sexual jokes at people. There was a lot of sexual harassment, um, inappropriate touching. Mm -hmm. And while the statute of limitations, it's like 20-something people. And by the time the statute of limitations already passed Mm -hmm. when they spoke out, um, but the IVLP board was like, "Uh, screw this guy, and they kicked him out, but he's still involved. Yeah, he's still yeah. around, I think. Yeah. And we did have a listener write in, and she had met him, and he asked her to sing to him in an elevator. So, I don't know. That's super creepy. Anywho, let's go, <laughs> let's go back to whatever the beginning is. So, was, Jim, was it Jim Bob's idea to get into this? IBS situation. <laughs> IBS. IBS. <laughs> so from everything that we've been able to piece together, they have never exactly given the exact step-by-steps of how they became a part of this group. But from what we've been hearing and what's been circulating around, um, so Jim Bob and Michelle, you know, they were going to church. At one point they were Southern Baptists, and then they grow in their beliefs to feel like, you know what, Southern Baptists isn't our thing. They're too liberal. Uh, they want to go for the <laughs> so now they they went to the um, independent uh, fundamentalist Baptist. They're IFB technically. Uh, that's what they still technically are IFB. And yeah, uh, their church that they're talking that they're at is talking about financial freedom seminars and financial literacy with a faith base. And there's these seminars that Jim Bob goes to because they didn't have a lot of money. Um, Jim Bob, when he and Michelle first got married, Jim Bob was working at a grocery store and he bought a house for like $19,000 that had like holes in the wall and they knew it was going to be a huge fixer upper, but they were just so young and in love. They were 19 and 17 and that's what they had. And it was enough. It was enough. (laughs) So what has to happen in someone's life to make them think, you know what? We need more rules. We're switching churches. Honestly, I <laughs> what the hell? I don't know. Their own little personal Bible time. Maybe God's talking to them and speaking in tongues. I don't know. But so they go to these financial freedom seminars, and they meet all these other families <laughs> who have the same faith values that they do, and they want to become friends. Awesome, cool. Like that's that's great. Good for them. Like go make friends. But they end up going to their houses and they see that they have these children who are all so well-behaved and they're all so nice and sweet and obedient to their parents and they love God. And Jim, Bob, Michelle are like, how would you get kids like this? Like, how do we raise our children like this? (laughs) And 
because we already got this Josh kid, and I'll tell you what. <laughs> and yeah. they say, oh, well, we homeschool them, so we have a lot more say in who they're around and what they learn, which is how they learn mm-hmm. about the ATI. It's the um, Advanced Training Institute. That is the homeschool curriculum that the Duggars use and that they talk about. It's what they endorse. But it has a major faith base in it. It's not just, you know, reading, writing, arithmetic. There's a lot of religion in it. it it's really gross. I have access to the curriculum. Um, I have all but one of their wisdom booklets, they call them. And the whole family learns everything at the same time. It's not like the little kids learn something that's at their level and the older kids learn something higher up. The whole family does everything together. And the ATI is created by the IBLP and it is pushed through them. It is their curriculum. So they get their hands Mm -hmm. on the homeschool curriculum that they feel is going to raise these amazing, awesome, respectful, godly Christian children. And then they find out who creates it and it all just goes to hell. It goes into if someone, if an adult or another person um, inappropriately touches you, it breaks down into why did God let it happen And it victim blames. It says, was I doing something my parents didn't allow me to do? Was it because I was defrauding someone with my clothing? Was I acting inappropriately? And then it goes through, well, you could hold on to anger towards this person. And you should always turn to God. But you can be angry at this person and let anger sit in your heart. Or you can use this as a way to get deeper in your faith and grow in God. And wouldn't you rather grow in God than to be angry at this person? Um, That's in one of the booklets. Wouldn't you rather sit there and be quiet and just take it? Right. (laughs) You deserve it, four-year-old. Shit. Um, No, we can say anything on this podcast. I I, I never want to upset anyone (laughs) while who's listening. or All our listeners are upset all the time. I just try to be sensitive towards other people's things. <laughs> You're I have the queen of nice. content warnings on my page, so. <laughs> warnings. Trigger warning over everything. Okay, so, um, all right. So they've had a few kids, and they're getting into the more conservative. When did I start watching it? So you're going to have to read my mind. Okay. They had this, like, cool house that they were building that was really big, And I remember turning it on then and just being like mesmerized of what they had to do for fucking meals. It was 16 kids and maybe that's what it would have been. Yeah, just like it must have been like a a, um, um, like a a car line, like an assembly line. Assembly it was. Line. It yeah. was like, okay, we're having Jessa do, and you know, I don't know the names. Jessa's one of them. Do moments. the potatoes. <laughs> and she has to do five pounds of potatoes. I'm like, holy shit. Well, you know, they had an industrial crazy. kitchen built into that house. Mm-hmm. Like they had. So the network found, probably contributed to that, right? Majorly. So they like to yeah. say on the show, their official story is that, you know, they really needed some extra space and they saved and they were thrifty and they bought used and saved the difference. And they found these wonderful build your own home kits on the internet, but it was only mm-hmm. half the size of what they needed for their home. So they bought two of them and can join them. Um, in all mm-hmm. reality, it took, and then they have videos of the kids laying pipework and learning about electricity. And they built that into their homeschool curriculum. And this is the activity we're doing. We're going to go, you know, put up drywall. Uh, but not, yeah. and then they would just bring in family friends who knew how to do that stuff. And our friend Joe over here is a contractor and Joe's going to teach our kids about drywall today. In all reality, it got so <laughs> far behind schedule that TLC couldn't even film them because it was, really? it was that far behind. <laughs> so they were like, uh, so they brought in people to help them put everything up. Um, 
so they could put everything up. They helped furnish the inside of the house so they had something to shoot. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So they got like HGTV on the phone. (laughs) Same network. Send your people over. It's all the same network. They very well could have. Yeah. Let me just pause right now and tell you that out in Los Angeles, when I moved in with a friend, I was like, well, this is an interesting house. And she goes, the guy built it from a kit. I'm like, what? What does that even mean? And it was the weirdest thing because it was just like one house and then on the other there was another. So it was two stories and we lived on the bottom and other people lived on the top. They bought the same Um, kit. They bought a kit. Yeah. 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 It sounds so easy. It does. Wait, can I pick up but one? But it Hobby doesn't. Lobby? Can I pick up one? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I don't even. I do not shop at Hobby Lobby. <laughs> I do not give them my money unless it is an absolute dead-on necessity. Um, if we're being honest, they have a much better selection of like really niche products um, than like mm-hmm. Joann's or Michaels or whatever craft stores mm-hmm. you have out there, wherever y'all are. So yeah. I mean, if it has to happen, it has to happen. But I walk in, if I'm going to Hobby Lobby, and I know what I'm putting on black lipstick, I am putting on skin <laughs> tight, like gross. Like I go for it. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to yeah. cause a scene. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Believe me, I told them, I gave them a Yelp review once about their policies. And, you know, who doesn't have a Hobby Lobby where gay man's not working there? I'm like, listen. You all see this. My Hobby Lobby has a cashier. I see her all the time. She has bright pink hair. She has a bunch of piercings on her face. And she's one of the nicest people I have ever met in my life. But I, like, I intentionally will wait significantly longer in line just to make sure I'm in her checkout line. Because I just like being around her for the five-minute transaction. But I look at her and I'm like, how in the flying fuck did you get a job here? (laughs) How? And we're just going to have to smuggle. When you give them the cash, you put, like, birth control <laughs> pills in your hand, sneak them over. Learn twice if you need help. Okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, so, like, how close are these kids together? This is a big concern to me personally for some reason. How- they are roughly... Because you've, because you've had babies and you know... I just, either you do it till you are just like um, brain dead and don't know what day it is anyway, so you don't know how long it is between having them or I, I or don't know. Or tumbleweeds are in your uterus and it, there. Will, it will thrive no more. It's a cl- I'm Ugh. sure. I, you know what? God bless her. I can only imagine what having that many pregnancies and kids does to your body. Um, that takes yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah. you know, I think it's a miracle that women are able to create babies and like grow. But like to do that, how many times, good for her, good for Michelle. So how many total kids? There are 19 total children Two. there are two sets of twins and there were two miscarriages. So there was the one that I mentioned earlier with the birth control fiasco. And then there was, I don't know what the technical, where the cutoff is between a stillbirth and a miscarriage. And I've heard a lot mm. of people like throw out different numbers and I don't know exactly when it was right, that she had right. miscarried, but she did miscarry after the youngest. Uh, they went in to find out if it was a little boy or a little girl. And they found out oh. that unfortunately the little girl that they ended up naming Jubilee was no longer there. Um, right. So she was delivered and they had a uh, funeral for her and they televised bits of it. And there's little pictures floating around the internet of Jim Bob Michelle holding her little tiny feet. And I do feel bad oh, for that. Gosh. If 
Yeah. yeah. Yeah, of course. If it helps them grieve, that's great. And I have seen people say that them televising their loss and publicly grieving actually helped other people who weren't part, just viewers. Um, it helped them process mm. their own grief and let them know that how they were feeling was okay. So in that regard, again, good for the Duggars. I don't say that a ton, but in that instance, there you that go. it's a great impact. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's, you know, we can get all like, yeah, but you have 19. Yeah. Like, you still got 19. I was in a YMCA once, and this kid was running around, and then the mother started talking to me. And the mother, of course, had to tell me their life story. She's like, I have 11 kids, and we all live in a bus. And the one kid that kept running around then came right into my face and said, but one of us is in jail. And I was like, <laughs> you know, one out of 11. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> ratio-wise, you still have 10 legal-ish kids. Okay, so <laughs> how how close are these in birth so, time? It has been said that, and she did say that she gets pregnant roughly nine months after each child. That's roughly when she gets pregnant. Now, sometimes it's a little sooner, sometimes it's a little later. There are a few sets of Irish twins in there, um, but... About every 9 to 11 months, she does find herself pregnant again. So how old would that make her when she had the last one? Oh, my gosh. Josie just turned 12. Michelle is, I think, 53, 54. She's in her early to mid-50s. So Michelle would have been, okay. like, 32. So she, she would have been, like, 42, 43. That's nothing. How did all that – that math doesn't seem to add up, but I guess – I guess it does. Bonnie, it's every day they're having (laughs) one. Do I want to push out a kid painfully or do I want to have sex with Jim Bob? She's like, I'm going, I'd rather push out a kid. (laughs) I'd rather just, oh my God. She got got married when she was 17 and they waited about two to three years. So she was 20 having her first kid. About 2021, 20, having your yeah. first kid. Yeah. And then she gets pregnant about every nine or so months. There's two sets of twins. So that knocked out mm-hmm. four right, kids right. in Spanish. double. Okay. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I know. Okay. So tell me about, like, you were watching them. Were you ever like, I want to be like them? Hell no. I want to have. No. <laughs> so you knew from a young age this was not. People Normal. can't see her eyes the, when she went, hell no. I'm the oldest of four. I have three younger siblings. Uh, they are two years, four years, and nine years younger than I am. And I love them to bits. My siblings are pretty cool people. They're really great. But as an oldest child, especially as an oldest female child, there is a level of, and my parents weren't horrible. They didn't pass off child raising to me by any means. But there was a level of you are responsible and you, there's a sense of responsibility that you're supposed to be mm-hmm. there for your younger siblings. And I hated that. Like, I hated that that was expected yeah. of me. I was not a fan. So to know that that could have happened, like, I was sick of having three younger siblings plus my mom babysat my two younger cousins. So, and then they were yeah. a year younger than my youngest sister and then a year younger than them. So I wanted nothing to do with that. Like, I'm like, this is enough. This yeah. is a madhouse. I can get some damn peace and quiet. Mm-hmm. Like, I look at these Duggars, and I'm saying, like, you know what? If it works for you, before I knew everything about them. But being young, I'm like, if this works for you, that is awesome. I'm happy for you. I will watch the freak show. Get that away from me. Yeah. Hey, do you, do you listen to Brene Brown at all? I do not. Okay, so her younger sisters are twins, and she said, everything growing up was like, 
okay, don't leave that open. It might kill your sisters. Mm-hmm. Everything was this level of responsibility that was life or death. Uh, yeah, um, it's... In addition to take care of this, do this. But you said your parents were not militant about you being, you know, the parental figure. No, they were not. My That's mother so stayed nice. at home for a good while. I think yeah. she, for most of my childhood, my mom stayed at home. She had like a part-time job that she would do at night doing like office work at the local uh, county like child and family services she just helped like file paperwork and enter stuff in a computer a few nights a week but she was home a lot and I mean my mom picked the profession that she initially went to school for so that she could have a family my mom has always wanted kids so she wanted to do it herself as much as possible but she was also the first one to yell at me Morgan get Allison's coat on for her where's Lauren's shoes (laughs) Yeah. Can you put a pop tart in the uh, in the toaster? Like it was things like that. But I was never, thank goodness, like given parenting roles. Yeah, yeah. And then I had uh, knew of a woman, and they kept a having them kids. They were Catholic, and I think they had seven. And she's like, "I'm going to go to nursing school. I'm doing this." I'm like, "How are you doing all this?" And then I realized they just folded over on each other. Like all of them were assigned a younger kid and they just <laughs> did it. And especially when that oldest one could drive like that mother, she she spent a lot of time with them. She also buried their placentas under a tree. I remember oh. that weird fact. But anyway, um, so, yeah, but my go to joke like, is the minute that. my thumbs were working, my mom had me doing laundry. So, <laughs> but I have no siblings. It was just, oh, perfect. Help. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at least you're washing your own drawers. <laughs> now okay. I don't wash them at all. So what was like the patriarchal thing among the brothers and sisters in the Duggar household? Was there a different, like, did girls have certain assignments that were girly and, bo- you know, that whole thing? The girls, they... They did all the cooking and they were assigned to help their siblings get dressed in the morning and brush their teeth and help comb their hair. The girls spearheaded the buddy systems. So while Michelle was pregnant, uh, you know, she would have the baby and she'd be nursing the baby and she'd be taking care of the baby and doing mom with newborn stuff. And Michelle would say, well, the newborn, that's my, uh, she's like, that's my buddy. And either as soon as the next infant came along or as soon as that baby was weaned, and then it would get passed along to one of the four oldest daughters. So mm. so either Jana, Jill, Jessa, or Ginger, and it would rotate. So every time there was a new baby, uh, the youngest would then get passed on to them. And they had buddy systems, buddy teams, and all the older girls had their buddies underneath them. The boys did not head buddy teams. The boys were with jim bob doing stuff outside they were (laughs) fixing cars they were doing landscaping they were fixing stuff they were doing man things and all the girls would be at home and helping the young kids with their school assignments and helping keep the house clean i mean the boys like took out the trash and stuff like that and or they may be a sign that they had to clean their playroom or something but the girls did all the little domestic Susie homemaker stuff and they made like five trays of tater tot casserole every night and is that a real thing they made yes it is and i have the recipe (laughs) but i have 
I have the book okay. that they wrote with really? the, all their family recipes, with a bunch of family recipes. Mm. I swear to God, it is right next to me, and I can grab that right now. Okay, but, but you I probably have, know by heart, like, what goes into a tater tot casserole? You oh, I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> oh, I'm from the Midwest. I know exactly it's in a damn tater tot casserole. I'm hoping there's cheese. Lots of cheese and condensed cream of mushroom soup and ground oh. beef and frozen Ooh. tater tots. Oh, okay. okay. Is it good? You like it? It's a comfort seem, food. It's not yeah. anything that I would like feed anyone for nutrition. But like, if you are <laughs> like, if you are going through the pits of hell and like yeah. you need something that's just going to make you feel good from the inside out that uh-huh. your doctor's going to hate you for, one hundred percent tater tot casserole is the way to go. So if you're pregnant with your nineteenth child and yeah. you're like, damn it, soon I can't have more, and then it's just me and Jim Bob. Um, <laughs> Oh my gosh, if that was my scenario, I'd be eating all the tater tot casserole. I would too. I can't have any more babies. I don't know what I'm going to do. My life's mission is over. I have no identity anymore. I want tater tot casserole. Yeah. Drive me to Aldi. Let's pick up some tater tot casserole. So what did he do for work? So he's, Jim Bob has done a lot of things. He has run a series of car lots. He weighed the beginning of their family's history. He ran a convenience store. He worked at... Um, a grocery store. He like stocked the, he was a bag boy. He stocked uh, shelves. I think he worked his way up to management there. He did that. He ran his own towing service. And then now what he does is he, along with the social media, they do all the speaking engagements and they travel all around talking at churches. And he also does a lot of, uh, I almost said landscaping and they do a lot of stuff with real estate. So a lot of buying and flipping homes, they're mm. landlords. That's where I was looking for landlords. Um, some people say that the conditions in which they're in are the greatest. Um, they'll buy land and they will allow people to different telephone companies to put up, uh, Oh, okay. You know, the, the, uh, poles. Yep. the poles and the, the towers, towers. itself, uh-huh. the reception towers, and those bring in a good amount of money. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good business. And you don't have to do much. I don't, like, do you even have to mow that area of land? Just make sure they have a, the utility people have the gravel road to drive up to the tower. Right. Oh, my gosh. Do <laughs> and I'm sure sign me up? <laughs> once they're on, like, a TV show, and especially as they begin to be seen by other like-minded people, I'm sure they're were approached like, hey, I have a business deal for you, or let me show you how to do this, or whatever it is. Do mm-hmm. they have like sponsors, like, um, or I don't know, some, <laughs> what'd you say? Or Ida, <laughs> hair growth, perm, right. you know. So the Duggar family themselves, at least from what I have seen, I have not seen them be sponsored by a company, push products on their social media, things of that sort. The core family with Jim, Bob, Michelle, and all their children. Now, a bunch of their daughters, as they have grown up and gotten married and had their own kids, they do the social media thing a lot. They're all over Instagram. A bunch of them do YouTube. And I've seen um, endorsements for uh, different, I think I saw like a soy milk company at one point. I've seen endorsements for for children's books that explain uh, just different topics. And (laughs) if you're uncles in jail... Yeah. And like how the government works and stuff like that, but like for a kid's yeah, perspective, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I know like a day, one day during the Josh Duggar trial, uh, Joanna actually had an Instagram story where she was pushing, I think it was like a little portable speaker and it was obviously a pre-planned post. She pre-made the post and then she just <laughs> right. pressed send that day while she was actually in trial. 
And I remember covering it in a video. Everyone was saying, but she posted a picture of her and her family today on her story. And she's posting this, but she's at trial. What's going on? And I'm like, mm-hmm. you can pre-make posts and yeah. just have them sent. There's, like, there's yeah. apps. There's right. apps that, where you can upload everything and you put it on the schedule and they post for you. Yeah. And they can Man. come out at the most inopportune times. A, yeah. a contract's a contract. I'm sure that was that contract was out way before um, so, and I'm they realized sure, when the trial was going to be. Yeah. And I'm sure that if you're a kid and you're bringing in money from being an influencer, you're going to funnel that to your parents if they need it. You know, well, like what are your parents going to be an influencer for? Well, Jim, Bob, and Michelle took all the kids' money that they should have earned from the TV show anyway. Oh, so, so I was right on track. <laughs> okay, there oh, we go. One of the daughters and her husband had to uh, go after Jim, Bob, and Michelle with lawyers to oh. recoup money. Really? Oh, oh yeah. See, we know they none lied. of this. There's so much. Oh, so basically Jim, Bob, and Michelle, really Jim, Bob, uh, got his kids to sign contracts. Uh, and the kids don't know what the contracts are. You no. grow up in a funny world that's, oh, daddy wants me to sign this? Absolutely. I trust dad, blindly. So yeah. uh, basically, TLC was then sending all the money to Jim Bob that the kids would have earned. And he was supposed to, you know, divvy it up through them. Only he did not. He was keeping all that. And he just told the kids that they were, that the show was their way of um, ministering. It was their way of showing the world what it's like. And hopefully through this, they can bring people to Jesus. Right. It was the family ministry as the kids looked at it until it was Jill. One of her sons uh, was born via C-section. I think it was her, both of them were, but I think it was her second pregnancy that this happened where their son, uh, Samuel, had some issues. He was staying in the hospital. He's okay now, thank God. But they turned to TLC, her and her husband, Derek, and go, hey, so you're profiting off of us and mm-hmm. like you're making money off of our son's birth. Can you please at least give us some money since you're not paying us? You at least help us out with some hospital bills. You're making money off of us. And TLC turns to them. He's like, uh, no, we're paying you. All the money's going to your dad, and he's supposed to be giving it to you. And Bum-bum. they were like, hell no, absolutely not. So they get so they uh, excuse me, go to Jim, Bob, Michelle, and they're like, what the hell? And they go, well, it's in the contract. And they did have to get lawyers involved. And mm-hmm. for Jill being on TV for years and years growing up as a teenager and a young adult the highest grossing the highest viewed episode of however many fucking kids and counting um was her <laughs> wedding it was her wedding the oh. highest grossing episode was her wedding and she got nothing out of it uh jim bob did give them their first house he gives most of their kids their first homes it's it gets recycled some homes have been owned by like two or three of the kids um mm-hmm. i think they pay for like a hundred dollar title transfer something like that yeah but that wow. was it. Wow. And she ended up getting barely over minimum wage, just over minimum wage for all the time that she was on the show. I oh. can't, you know, just the growing up on it. So when I would watch it, I I was intrigued by them, but I was also like, do they realize that people are watching them because they're a curiosity? Not because... They're like, ooh, I love the way they're living. I think this is great. Like, mostly it's just to gawk and go like, I cannot believe this. Like, yeah. how how are they doing this? Why are they doing this? Mm-hmm. It's a way that brings people in. Their goal, and they said this when they're 
now second show got canceled, that they love the opportunities it gave them to witness uh, their testimony uh, with Christ uh, to everyone. And their favorite memories of being on the show is when people would come up to them and say, I thought that I was going to um, terminate my pregnancy, but I looked at you guys and I thought if they can do it with 19 kids, we can do it. We can handle one more baby. And Jim, Bob, Michelle said their favorite part of the show was just meeting all the babies that they feel were born because of them and their TV show. Yeah. Yeah. It was all a big pro-life propaganda. Oh, for sure. So Bonnie and I did the quiverful movement and the whole thing where you just you just keep a popping those things out. And the main thing <laughs> is to build the body of Christ, to build the soldiers of Christ and to you know, pop out voters. What's funny um, is Jim, Bob, Michelle mm-hmm. state that they're not, that they do not follow the quiverful mindset. Uh, mm-hmm. But in their f- first book that they wrote, the very first thing you see on the first page is not chapter one. It is the line from the Bible from which the quiverful movement gets its name. Right. The very first page. That is the first thing you read. So they and can I was say not say, quiverful all they want, all they want. How can you not it. like you're, you're wearing, you got the hair, you're wearing the weird, you know, not weird outfits, but they're boring. They're weird. You got a lot of kids like that. That is quiverful. That's your homeschooling. They yeah, encourage yeah. their children to be in government so that they can pass super uh, yep. conservative faiths. If they can't bring people to Jesus, they'll bring Jesus to the people, shove them down his throat. Yeah. Okay. Tell us a bit of the craziest or weirdest stuff that has gone on with this family? Um, Oh goodness. So when they would travel, when they were younger, they had like a Greyhound bus that they bought from some semi-pro team and they would travel around in that. (laughs) And the girls were allowed to stay in that, in the Greyhound or in their little campers and stuff when they were going out and they travel around. But the boys had to sleep in like one of those dragging uh, trailer, the trailers, the ones that don't have windows and they have like that little door on the side. All the boys had to sleep in there. God. The so tuna the girls cans. got better treatment in that well, case or no? Well, they're princesses. They're princesses. And okay. so they had to do that. And I think at that point... Um, there weren't as many, at least when that part of the show was up, there weren't as many boys. There were a few younger boys that got to stay in the main bus, but a Mm -hmm. bunch of the older boys, then they looked at it as it's one big sleepover. It's the boys party. It's you're sleeping in a trailer that's hooked on the back of a Greyhound bus (laughs) because your older (laughs) brother was caught doing stuff to his sisters and he can't be trusted to be around his sleeping sisters because that's when he strikes. So and we are so, going to definitely get into that. Bring it on. In the later half. We're going to hear a lot more of the Duggars. We only have 18 more to go. So stay <laughs> tuned for next uh, week. We're going to get into some, some gossip. Well, no, it's the truth. It's not gossip. But thanks, Mo, for being here. And, um, yeah, stay tuned for next week. <laughs>